0: Today's Survivor Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create a professional website, blog, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase on new accounts, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code RHAP10. Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast, and now here's a guy who is constantly verbally accosted by people who barely know him, Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rob Has a Podcast. This is our Survivor interview edition of RHAP, and you are locked in to your source, for survivor uh, news and nonsense, so we are going to be talking with the Abby Maria Gomez. From Survivor Philippines. Uh, she is a lot of fun. I am looking forward to uh, chatting with her today. And uh, we are also going to be hearing from a mystery survivor, former Survivor player uh, later on in the show to do the voicemail and the social media segment later on. And that's also going to be a lot of fun. So it should be a fun, a fun show for you guys here tonight in what is turning out to be a fun season. Of Survivor really wild episode this week with the whole thing with Caleb and I'm voting for Brad Culpepper and Brad Culpepper is the latest person to be voted out on Survivor. And we'll see how he fares next week. I had a lot of fun last night talking about it all with Stephen Fishback on our Survivor know-it-alls. And if you want to check out that conversation, we went really, really in-depth on all things pertaining to Caleb and his big play last night. So if you want to check that out, you can always see it on my website, com, or on my YouTube channel uh, by going to com slash YouTube. And as well, I don't know if you guys are f- the football fans at all, but we are having a lot of fun on the Time Out with Terrell Owens podcast, uh, which you can also hear me on on the Sideshow Network. That's at SideshowNetwork.com. TV. So before we get to Abby Maria, I just wanted to also let you guys know that the voting is open for the 2013 Podcast Awards and we are trying to represent for RHAP and repeat as returning champions of the past podcast award of 2012, we'd like to retain that honor for 2013. So if you think we are worthy of a nomination for the podcast awards, the awards are open for nomination at podcastawards.com. They're letting you vote. I believe it's through October 28th. So if you want to check that out at podcastawards.com. All right, everybody, we've got a very fun guest with us on the show today. That you know her from Survivor Philippines, uh, she always has something to say. She even got more people mad at her than Brad Culpepper. Even uh, here she is, Abby Maria Gomez.
1: Hi everybody.
0: Abby Maria, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Yes, and first no- of all, congratulations on the baby. Oh, thank
0: yes, <laughs> thank, thank you very much, Abby Maria. We appreciate it.
1: You're
0: welcome. Yeah. And so, Abby Maria. Now, if you're listening to the audio feed of Rob as a podcast, uh, you, you can't see that we are on we are on video. If you want to check that out on my YouTube channel at robhasawebsite dot com slash youtube uh, in the archives, Abby Maria is wearing a tandang buff around her neck today. Yes, I am. You? Re- you are, yes, you are representing tandang even still.
1: I'm I'm representing Survivor Philippines. I hope.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, nobody from Survivor Philippines on this season of Survivor Blood vs. War. Did that make you sad?
1: Yeah. I was really hoping to see R.C. play, even though everybody thinks I don't care for her. I really was hoping that she was going to come and play a great game with her dad. You know, she deserves it.
0: Oh, because I was going to ask you about that. Did that make you uh, so you were sad that R.C. didn't get to come back and play again?
1: Yeah, she was really eager to make a mark. It was her, her turn to show everybody what she's got, you know?
0: Yeah. How do you think she would have done?
1: Well, I would hope she would do really well. She um would need to just uh, not get too paranoid on people. And I think if she could, you know, like tone that down a little bit, I think she could go far and try and tone down how good she's at challenges too because that can be a threat in the game as well, you know? Yeah. But she's okay. really smart. All right, well, we got the looks.
0: Yeah, well, we were talking uh, just a little earlier when we set this up that you were saying how much you uh, really like this season, and hasn't this been a lot of fun through four episodes?
1: Oh, my God, I'm so surprised. Before the season started, I wasn't excited at all because I'm like, what the heck? Like, who's going to play good survivor against their loved ones? And I'm watching it right now, and I'm, like, literally sitting, like, at the end of my, chair every day watching the 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 game it's like awesome awesome
0: twist yeah well this was a really crazy episode this week where we had this big thing that happened at tribal council where caleb says hey i'm voting for brad culpepper and this was one of the crazier tribal councils that i that i can remember i remember you guys had some pretty uh, crazy tribal councils in survivor philippines uh, specifically, I remember when Lisa Welchill tried to get Malka out Malcolm for having the idol and Malcolm put the idol on how does this tribal council from last night compare to that one where Malcolm then put the idol around his neck and said, I'm playing this thing. Uh, and it got, everybody got mad at each other. How crazy was that?
1: It was such a ballsy, um, tribal, Caleb, I I really, really want to give him props for playing his game, you know, like it was awesome that he stuck with the girls and just like shook things up like that. That's what Survivor is all about, you know, big moves. So he really, really proved that him playing on his own, it's probably going to work better for him rather than playing with Colton, even though, you know, it's not awesome to quit, you know, it's like not seen as a good thing, but probably same as a couple kind of had any strategy going in the game already, you know, and it's working for Caleb. I, I liked the move yesterday.
0: Yeah. What do you, what do you make of uh, Colton or are you a Colton fan, Abby Maria?
1: You know, I, it's not like it's disappointing when someone quits the game. When I was playing when it was my turn, you know, I, I tore my ACL, the first day and I could have quit so many times like I was put on the spot I was like such the underdog everybody hated me and I stuck with it I mean he was a sissy he should have like try and fight it but I don't want to judge I hate judging people like I said before maybe he had something pregame worked out with, with you know how they make all these pregame alliances and you know, when he saw things not going his way, then he just decided to just quit rather than look outside the box. It's disappointing. I wouldn't say that I hate him, but I can see other people playing a more honorable game this season. So I would, I would think that I have other people that I am a fan of the game right now.
0: <laughs> okay, well, so uh, you you don't <laughs> say that you hate him, but you do say he's a sissy. Is that uh, those are harsh I, words, Abby I, Maria?
1: well you know English is not my first language okay. I use what I have okay. I'm not trying to be offensive <laughs> all
0: right so that's okay well I'm glad you uh, cleared that up um so let's talk about this tribal council from last night and Stephen and I talked about it a lot on the survivor know-it-alls but I was really thinking about it more today and I watched the tribal council a second time last night so at the tribal council Caleb says hey I'm voting for Brad you guys do what you want but you know, it's, it's my tribal council and I'll do what I want. I'm voting for Brad Culpepper tonight. So Brad seemed really stunned and he was sort of like, Hey, I'm not voting for you. You're not my, you're not the target. And Caleb said, okay, that's good to know, but I'm still voting for you. So what do you think about what, how Brad handled it? Do you think that Brad could have done anything different at that tribal council?
1: Yeah, he could. He could have, like, tried and be a little bit more humble, stepped down a little bit, you know, like, the whole, like, leader figure. He kind of, like, reminds me a bit of Scoopin' in our tribe Ooh. when we were playing. Yeah, because, you know, even though Brad is getting more of, like, a really, like, leader figure at um, it, Scoopin' and I weren't getting along because of the same reasons. Like, Scoopin' was too, like... Of much of a, too much of a leader, so that made it difficult. So yeah, maybe he could have definitely like handled himself differently at tribal. He was a little bit too like arrogant.
0: Hmm. I yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything that he could have done because I kind of feel like that there wasn't. I mean, if he would have you know done as as you said, maybe been more humble. Like even if he came back and said oh my god guys i am so sorry uh, caleb i I promise you with that I will change my tune I will change my act. do you think that that could have potentially changed anything even to throw himself say oh my god i'm I'm a one hundred percent with you Caleb I promise that i'll make it i'll make it I'll make it better
1: It could have changed for the future because you know there is the 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 redemption island a twist so you know, maybe like in the like if he wins Redemption Island right now, it could change his game for for you know if he's looking forward to what could happen within the tribe, you know, and what's gonna happen in his future game, not at that moment, at that moment, you know when Caleb changed his mind, I think that Brad was like you said he there was nothing that he could have done to save himself.
0: What about the other way? You know, we're saying, okay, maybe could he have thrown himself on the mercy of Caleb and, hey, I'm sorry, let me take it back, because I don't think that would have changed anything. But Brad continued to vote for Sierra at the point that Caleb says, hey, I'm, I'm voting for Brad. Everybody else here should vote for Brad. Should, Brad. should Brad's approach have been, hey, you know what? I wasn't voting for you tonight, but now I am. And Vita's? Hayden, I think we should all vote for Caleb because he's—he is. This is very dishonorable what he's doing. Uh, Sierra and Katie, I think we—you guys should vote for Caleb too. Why not make the point that everybody should pile on voting for Caleb?
1: Well, that would—that would be a very aggressive move and a very smart move on his side. That would, yes, he should definitely have done that. But you know, Caleb—Caleb—I don't know how to pronounce that yeah. guy's name. Caleb, I, I believe to, it's Caleb. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb needs to 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 play his game too. I mean, it's like you know, both of them are are, are being their, you know, they're having their egos. They're ha- they're being their alpha males. There, you know.
0: Yeah, because the crazy thing, the crazy thing about this, and we also said it was sort of like your buddy Malcolm last season, where him and the Bros, when they got to Tribal Council and they voted out Philip, that they basically said, hey we're all voting for philip we think you guys should vote for philip too Because, But they all had immunity uh, in that. And what's crazy about this last night was that Caleb did not have any immunity. He did not have an immunity necklace, didn't have an immunity idol. um, And he also didn't get any votes for him, which was kind of crazy. Because you never see somebody make a move like this on Survivor when it's like, if Caleb was the person who was going home, and maybe in his mind, he believed he was the person going home, but he wasn't. He didn't even get any votes cast against him. So he really was totally out out there exposed he could have totally gone home and nobody even voted for him
1: but his name <clears throat> earlier before tribal his name was brought up mm-hmm. by brad
0: yeah well
1: it so, you know,
0: there was a uh, question it, but. yeah well we don't really know for 100 percent for sure but we think that what happened was that brad told the girls they were voting off caleb but brad was really going to vote off uh vote off sierra, sierra. And yeah. that, and that, been lucky. yeah. And, he, and Caleb was the fake person who people were voting for. And, but then Caleb got paranoid that he was the fake person and didn't like that. And then he went ahead with the plan to go ahead and, and vote out um, Brad. So it might even just be on Brad that he should have just been a straight shooter and go to those girls and say, Hey, look, one of you two are going home tonight and you got to deal with it.
1: Poor communication, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So uh, Brad may have just outsmarted himself here with, with all of this. Do you think, is that, in, in your survivor experience, do you find if the person who's going home, is it better to tell them, hey, you're the person going home, or is it better to lie to them and say it's somebody else?
1: Oh my God. <laughs> when you know that you're the one going home, it makes it so, you know, it, it all depends on what kind of a personality you have. Like, when I knew that I was going home, it was just like I, I felt like the battle was over. So sometimes it's, it's it's better to not even know. It's just just I I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's there's no one blanket answer because there's so mm-hmm. many times when you don't tell the person and then. You know, bad stuff happens, or then you do tell the person, and bad stuff happens. But this was definitely one, it's probably more often than not, it's better to not tell them. But this was an instance where if Brad was just, you know, honest with everybody the, the whole way through here, there wouldn't be the whispers with the girls of, you know, why is he plotting with them and all the stuff that really this made like, Caleb paranoid. It's like
1: what Ara said, lest, um, last episode, before um, Colton quit. Like, Colton was freaking out, and he was so paranoid, and Eras was at us. He was like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. People, like, make mistakes every freaking minute in this game, so you never know. A name can be talked at the beach at the tribe, like, five minutes before tribal, and then something crazy can happen. Jeff, Jeff can ask a weird question, and everybody's going to be, you know. Not knowing what to do, so it's just you never know mm-hmm.
0: now, I feel like they wasted you, Abby Maria, on a season that didn't have Redemption Island because I think that if we could have had you on this season uh going to Redemption Island and then coming back uh with everybody out there and being being able to say whatever you want, what would you have said to Brad Culpepper if he voted you out and then you came back to Redemption Island?
1: <laughs> you really do want me to say it. <laughs>
0: Well, could Mor- you-,
1: you are such a moron, you idiot, you moron!
0: <laughs> what a waste! I would have
1: called a moron and an idiot. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is Cooper of my tribe. <laughs> this is Mike's of my tribe. You said- I would have thrown a coconut in in his head. What about that?
0: Yeah, you said these things to people when you were still in the game. Let alone at Redemption Island. I'm sorry. You said these things to these people uh, when you were still in the game. Not even on Redemption Island.
1: I know, right?
0: Yeah. That would have that would have been good. Do you like how the game goes with Redemption Island, where people are able to go and come back and tell anybody anything they want?
1: Well, they're having a second chance. Chance, not like you know, it's it's like life. Sometimes you have a second chance chance in life, so it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it it really does shake up the game a lot. So it's yeah.
0: All right, well, the big thing that happened at Redemption Island last night was now they have this whole thing with the hidden immunity idol and the hidden hidden immunity idol clue, and this also factored in on Survivor Philippines. Um back when it was uh you found the hidden immunity idol without the clue, but RC had the clue, is that, am I remembering this correctly?
1: RC and I found the clue together in the bag of rice and then her and I were tight because we had this clue. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, I went a little bit um, psycho on her. (laughs) I went a little overboard. I, you know, I should have kept her um, a little closer. I was a little bit too uh, blunt, but, um, you know, and and then I took the chance and I found the, the, the hidden immunity idol by myself.
0: Yes. But then Pete tried to get RC voted off by putting the hidden immunity idol clue in her bag. Do I have that correct?
1: Yeah, that was his his
0: his great move on Survivor. Okay, so but we have here, even in Survivor Philippines, using the hidden immunity idol clue to try to get somebody voted off. And so this on this season, after two weeks ago, when Candace gave John the clue to the hidden immunity idol, then he ended up uh being the being one of the reasons why he ends up getting voted off. So now everybody says, Okay, well, if you get the hidden immunity idol clue, that's bad. So Candace gets a chance to give the clue away, and she gives the clue to Monica. And so Monica then is told by Brad Culpepper, throw it in the fire, uh, to which she does. Do you like this idea of throw the clue in the fire?
1: You know, I've been reading a bunch of blogs, and I've been, you know, thinking about this. Sure, you're a target when you have the clue. Everybody knows that you have it. But isn't it like how you play it too? Because when I had the clue and I had the idol, instead of playing it like, oh, I don't want anybody to know, I kind of used it as a way of kind of like, protecting myself because i felt that with a clue it's just like another person so like you're two so if someone aligns with you you got the power of saving that one person too it's all like psychological and when you're there like there are so many ways that you can just fuck with each other's brain you know
0: right and abby maria
1: you for my advantage
0: yeah and you even tell people you have clues to the hidden immunity idol when you don't even have them
1: I made them up. I created a fake. Uh, here, I created the the magical flute. You know, like I ripped one of those clues apart. I just went all crazy. I was a wild card for sure.
0: Yeah, you're not gonna burn. People do. <laughs> you're not gonna set anything on fire now, right? Any of those clues that you have at your house?
1: Oh no, 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 no! They now are my uh, my, my little treasures.
0: <laughs> okay, we and you would never throw one in the fire, right?
1: Oh, I just ripped one of them apart, right? Like <laughs> right. last season, I, like in front of everybody and I threw it in the air. Like, yeah, yeah. You never know. Yeah. You never know what I'm going to do.
0: <laughs> we never know. Um, so on this season of Survivor, uh, last week we saw Tyson... Uh, get a very bad injury. He a- ended up getting uh, his shoulder dislocated, I think was the is the official word. And so now he has his shoulder in a sling. You mentioned earlier about how you tore uh, something in your knee up early on in your season. Yeah. Um, yeah can you compa- uh, tell us a little bit about what it's like having an injury during the game and uh, how much you can potentially milk that uh, for sympathy from other people?
1: To me, it totally worked to my advantage, you know. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, you're so lazy, you didn't know what you were doing. And I'm like, no, I had an injury. I could barely walk um, and I was using that to my advantage because if they would use me on challenges, we would lose. So I'm like, you guys, let's try to just use the, the you know, the, the muscle cars, the, the, the ones with the, the, the muscles to win the challenges. You know, and we didn't lose any challenge before a merge. Like we won everything. So you know, sometimes not being that much of a threat and and then gaining sympathy from your other tribe mates. Yeah, I think he's like chilling like a villain right now. I like that Ty- Tyson's in a great position.
0: You like Tyson? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's fun. Tyson is he, fun.
1: His his, his movement. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Now you These
1: mentioned coconuts. I, I'm liking it.
0: Yeah, he's one of the coconut bandits, Abby Maria.
1: Yes. Yes, I love it. It's uh, all about the coconut.
0: Yes, you need you need to be careful if Tyson ever gets around your coconuts.
1: Oh, yes, but I have a machete on top of my bed. So <laughs> what do you mean you
0: have a, a machete on top of your bed?
1: I have a machete. I have a machete. No <laughs> fear of the coconuts.
0: <laughs> Isn't that very dangerous to put a machete above your bed?
1: No, it's my. No, it's okay.
0: Yeah, what happens if there's an earthquake?
1: It protects me.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's I'm...
1: dangerous for the bed people.
0: <laughs> I'm worried it's gonna fall on you when you're sleeping.
1: No, it's not gonna fall on me. It's 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 secured.
0: Okay, is that a shield also above your bed?
1: No, that's one of those um, hats that they wear in the Philippines <laughs> when they oh. go uh, with the rice thing. Yeah. Okay. Not a shield.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned about how your tribe didn't lose any challenges in the first half of Survivor Philippines. Now we have this tribe of returning players and they haven't lost any challenges either. Now, do you think it's a good thing for a tribe to never lose any challenges before you get to emerge? Cause it was not a good thing for Tandang.
1: No, it's not. After watching the season, uh, it's definitely not a good thing. It's actually almost a Better thing if you keep on losing like Matt Singh did, um, because then you can really cut, you know, cut people off early. You know, people there are threats and, 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 you know.
0: Yeah. Because on your season.
1: You, you see the fractures.
0: Because the way it played out in the Philippines, and I know there was three tribes, so it makes it a, a little weird. Um, but you had Denise and Malcolm that nobody was worried about because there was only two of them. And they end up going all the way to, to the final four. And then you had Tandang, which had so many people, had such a big uh, numbers advantage. But you guys were like, hey, oh, we can finally get rid of some people that we've been waiting to get rid of.
1: Yeah, but then at that point, too, people already had created relationships with each other. And you had too much time to be hanging out with each other and getting like... You know, too close that he made it like easier to go against their weak points and vote them off too. like Denise and Malcolm were like so close because they had such like a warrior story coming from Matt Singh. It was really dumb keeping them to the end.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. But for these for these players on the returning players tribe right now do Does the idea to throw a challenge come up at some point along the way? like do you wanna try to throw throw a challenge? I mean this is four episodes now. I imagine we're about twelve days into this. like does that conversation happen?
1: I almost feel like Brad has been throwing challenges because I think that that's one of his strategies with his wife, Monica, so that she can stay longer and then they can possibly meet you know after afterwards when the merge happens, I almost feel like that's happening right now because how can that tribe lose for the tribe of moms and a guy with like one arm, like it's crazy.
0: Uh, so you think you think Brad Culpepper is throwing the challenges for the new tr- I,
1: think he, I think he probably is not doing his best maybe he's not getting enough food and you know he's a ball player he needs his, his, his you know he needs his protein
0: well it seems like they, the tribe does pretty well it just seems like when they get to the, down to the puzzle they can never seem to get the right team to uh, win oh, on the puzzle so they've
1: been working on their muscles not their muscles <laughs>
0: right right um, you know, you played with a professional athlete, um, like Brad Culpepper in Jeff Kent. Um, now you guys didn't know that he was a baseball player, but do do you have any sense? Uh, do you see any similarities between Jeff Kent and Brad Culpepper?
1: Not at all. Jeff Kent was so more like Loki. I see similarities in um Brad Culpepper and Mike Scoupen. I don't see any similarities on. Jeff and and Brett at all like Jeff was so humble like I could never tell I I literally thought he was like a country boy from Texas that he owned a farm and he had like cattle and stuff
0: no Uh, do you think that I mean would it have been better off for Brad Culpepper to sort of go in with like if had nobody known that he was an NFL player like Jeff Kent who came in and said hey I'm not going to tell anybody I'm a baseball player. I mean Brad Culpepper everybody knows that he is a he is a football player. Would that have been changed the story at all for Brad Culpepper? Oh
1: well, possibly, but it's not even like it's not even a reality because our season Structure was so different than this season. Everybody knew who he was coming in. Maybe that's why he's like over the top already with who he is. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not really, I mean, I haven't really been, never really watched football myself. I don't even know who Brett Culpepper
0: is. (laughs) Oh my God. You've never.
1: I'm not a football fan.
0: Well, I I don't know. I think there's a lot of people who watch football who may not know who Brett Culpepper is, but uh, I can't believe you've never watched football.
1: No, I mean, I've seen a game here and there, but I was. I was raised in a different country. Like I didn't even go to college here. Yeah. I went to like, university later. Like I'm, it's not part of my culture. So you
0: would be very impressed if there was a soccer player that was on survivor with you. Maybe, Yeah. Yes. you be very, very impressive. Um, yes. Let's talk about the redemption Island battle that's coming up. You know, a lot of people expected that Dr. John was going to not try his hardest In the Redemption Island challenge. And I kind of thought that what he might do is like get his puzzle built up, like, you know, 90% of the way and sort of wait for Candace to get there. Whereas if Candace, for whatever reason, was struggling, he could have potentially let her finish her puzzle before him and he could have bowed out. But he wasted no time. He went through the puzzle all the way. Um, Could you talk a little bit about what that must be like for? candace and john at redemption island to be there together
1: oh my god it's like they're fighting against each other it was just like laura laura and sierra battling each other you know it's just like what can you do you know that like it's like what laura said yesterday you know you have like a tribe expecting you to win and then you know you have to go against your daughter i mean a husband and a wife going against each other i mean candace probably knows Uh, you know how 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 impressive his her husband is um so she probably knew that he was going to win anyway so it really doesn't matter to the two of them who wins it like if he wins a million dollars at the end of the day he's going to bring it home so who cares
0: okay let's talk about this tribe of new players and what where do we think we go from here because now we're down to just five people left in the tribe, and now we had this big shakeup where Brad Culpepper goes home. Now, do you think, first of all, do you think that the tribe of new players, uh, are they, are they going to even be able to win a challenge here, or are they just doomed like the old uh, Russell Swan tribe from, uh, what, would, what was that tribe's name? Uh, it was Matt, Matt Singh. Singh, Matt Singh, right? Matt. Matt. Are they just doomed like those guys?
1: I hope not. They do have the muscles. let see if they can use those muscles, too. Yeah. I mean, I I, I hope they will win next season. <laughs>
0: well, or I mean,
1: next episode. Yeah, we'll next see. episode
0: we'll see but that's why i think it was it was not the best decision to get rid of brad culpepper because it's like okay yeah he was bossing everybody around but he was also helping them win to win a challenge and i don't know how these guys expect to but win they never
1: ch- won a challenge so it doesn't really matter
0: i guess it's like the old sort of thing hey we could lose with brad culpepper or we could lose without brad culpepper it doesn't make a difference but they were at least competitive in these challenges they kept they just kept coming up a little bit short but now that I really feel like they have no chance to win immunity so that I feel like they're almost certain to go back to tribal council next week. Let's
1: see what happens next week.
0: We'll see what happens. Well, let's let's try to predict what's going to happen next week. All right. So now okay. you have Caleb, you have Hayden, you have Vetus, and then you have Sierra and you have Katie, who admittedly, I feel like we don't know too much about the, uh, the two women on this tribe.
1: No.
0: Other than they're not good at puzzles. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not too good at puzzles. So wh- what do you think? How do you think this breaks down when they go to tribal council next week? Do you think is it that Caleb has the two women with him and they take out Hayden or Vetus? Or do you think that the three guys stick together and they take out one of the women? Or do you think that the two women say, hey, let's get rid of Caleb because uh we did not we didn't like that stun he pulled last week? I
1: don't think the woman would get rid of Caleb because Caleb uh saved them and i think that who would be in trouble it would be um what's the blonde girl's name again right right uh, katie 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 i think katie would be in trouble
0: okay so you think katie could be the one to go
1: yeah i think katie would be the one in trouble see
0: i think though that vitus and hayden i think they probably have a good relationship with the women and i think that You know, I I really think Caleb is going to need to do some damage control here because the guys were all tight, and the guys said, "Hey, we all have each other's backs." And then Caleb comes up with this plan out of nowhere at Tribal Council. And I got to say, if I was a survivor player out there, this would annoy me that somebody in my alliance is just totally going out on their own and and making up their whole plan without talking to me about it first.
1: Yeah, but he's saving the girls, is.
0: Yeah. And I think considering that, you know, Colton's reputation, I might say, hey, you know, I thought I knew this Caleb guy. I think he's another Colton.
1: Maybe if they're going to judge him based on, on his loved one.
0: Yeah.
1: It's I- a really tricky season because there's so many factors that you got to factor on there's so to make decisions it's really tricky
0: there's so many layers and I really do feel totally. like I feel like we always see Vetus talking to the women I know that Hayden probably gets along good with the women so I do think that it's not just so cut and dry where it's like okay well now Colton has the two women with him and they're gonna vote out Vetus and Hayden I really think this is a very fluid situation on this tribe It's gonna be interesting
1: it's, it, it seemed to be fluid, but then last tribe, what happened? It wasn't fluid at all. It really like got torn apart. Like yeah. you know, we went, we we as the viewers went in thinking that Sierra was going home.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it, it, C- C- Caleb threw in like a trump card. It's really tricky.
0: It's very tricky. All right, we'll see how it's how it's gonna go. How about on the tribe of returning players? Is there anybody that's impressed you on the tribe of returning players so far?
1: Um, I really like Aras and I really like Tyson. I think they're playing a great game. Um, Laura has been doing really good too. Which one? Um,
0: hmm? Which Laura? Oh,
1: Laura Moretti.
0: Yeah, Moretti. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really like her game. And yeah, so far those three, they they've caught my attention.
0: How about Kat? I feel like Kat is a little bit of an Abby Maria. Do you think she's, uh, got a, got a chance here or you think she's in trouble?
1: Is she a little bit of an Abby Maria? I think a little bit. I haven't seen much of her. Yes. She's been been on the shadows. I haven't really seen her personality shine yet. Yeah. Through.
0: Okay. All right. You want to take some questions from the uh, listeners of Rob Has a Podcast?
1: Yeah. I hope I can answer them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, Where do we want to start? Okay. Well, here we go. This is a question. We got this all in many different variations from our oh, listeners. Uh, Taylor Cotter wants to know, who are this season's biggest morons and idiots? Uh, Michael Norris wants to know who from this season is honestly a moron. So uh, in case we haven't covered it already, who are <laughs> the morons and idiots from Survivor <laughs> Blood versus Water?
1: I think Brad has been the moron and the idiot. I'm sorry, Monica. I don't know you guys, but uh he's reminding me of like my life in the Philippines with the leader and it wasn't fun.
0: Yes. Uh so so he's a uh, very esque for you.
1: Very is esque for me.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, is any <laughs> is anybody else? Is anybody else uh coming off like a moron or an idiot?
1: Mm, I mean, uh, Colton, forgive me, but anyone that quits the game would be considered a moron and an idiot.
0: Is that more of a, of a moron move or an idiot move to quit the game?
1: Isn't it the same thing? A moron is an idiot and
0: an <laughs> idiot is a moron, isn't it? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. How about, um, you know, a lot of people may not know this about you, but you were originally supposed to be on Survivor Token Sheens. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's true.
0: Okay, so Forrest Beeser wants to know, if you were to play Survivor again, uh, who do you hope to play with it? And if you were on Survivor Token Chains, as you almost were, how would you have done? Now, you could have almost been on a season with Tyson.
1: I know. I actually remember um, when we were doing casting, uh, when we were uh, at the hotel and going to all the interviews, I remember seeing him at the pool. So it's really cool to see him um, play. Um, I think that who would I like to play with? Now,
0: was Tyson stealing anything when he was at the pool?
1: He was rubbing himself with baby oil.
0: Whoa! <laughs> good, good grief, Tyson! Hey, who knew? Um, so, yeah, it's very good memory. Uh, I'm sure that if you, when you see Tyson rubbing himself with baby oil, you don't forget it soon.
1: <laughs> He's been rubbing arrows pretty often at the, you know, at the season. I don't know. We need to send them some baby oil to the island.
0: <laughs> Is that a good sign for their alliance when uh, there are two men? Bro, um, man. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, and you think you, uh, anybody else from that, did you end up watching that season after you were almost on
1: it? Um, I was pretty pissed that I didn't make it. So I didn't really watch much, but, the girl that took my place, I was really glad that she was the first one to get voted out. Oh, they, Sorry, they, Carolina. they,
0: they put Carolina on instead of you.
1: Duh, she, she was the Latina. Oh. The stereotypes, <laughs> man.
0: What about Coach? Would you have gotten along with Coach?
1: He's so vain, and uh, I would try and get into his vibes. Yeah.
0: Okay. What about Steven Fishback?
1: He's a pretty, like, intelligent dude. Um, Yeah, we'll, we'll try and connect with him. <laughs>
0: okay. uh, what about JT?
1: Oh, JT. I would totally flirt with him. Such a hottie.
0: Okay. All right. Well, yeah. too bad. we could've...
1: Actually, we, we kind of, like, exchanged some eye contacts, you know, when we were, like, on the cars going to CVS. We had a little thing. Yeah, he's a hottie.
0: Whoa. Okay. So JT, and Abby, Maria, what, what might've been in a parallel JT universe?
1: A-M-G. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let, let's see. Uh, this is an interesting, uh, question that, that came up today. Uh, Gary Dreslinski uh, points out an article that came up on the uh, NPR dot org uh, blog that was from uh, an author uh, Linda Holmes who writes the Pop Culture Monkey C blog, and she writes an article which is a, I'll post a link to it on the Rob has a website, but a uh, very interesting article about how sexism is silently killing Survivor, and we're actually going to try to get Linda on the podcast uh, sometime in the next uh, week or so to talk about this discussion. Uh, uh, more fluidly but um basically uh, she talks about a number of different things that she points out are is a uh, sexist behavior from the contestants themselves and even Jeff Propes and uh some of the producers of the show and uh one of the things she singles out was when at Redemption Island we have the whole thing with um Candace and John where Jeff says all right John who you want to give the clue to and candace says oh give it to monica and then jeff says oh hey you always let your wife tell you what to do and then when it comes down to monica getting the clue then uh, brad culpepper says throw it in the fire throw it in the fire right now and throw it in the fire and monica says hey think i'm gonna go down and uh throw the old clue in the fire and jeff Probst doesn't say so you always let your husband tell you what to do <laughs> uh, so do you think that there is an issue uh with survivor and sexism
1: i think that when you think about survivor and you think about surviving in an island it's almost like going back in those days when the neanderthals were um trying to survive you know so raw and so naked so i think it's just normal that men will become the male figure you know the the man and the woman will serve her purpose as the woman and back in the day when you know we were still fighting to uh make fire um you know men were the 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 head figures i don't know it just got goes back into being so raw and really surviving and men in some ways are stronger and they can protect a woman so i think that it just automatically you know it goes back to that thinking
0: oh that is an interesting thought because I and not one that I've really heard before whereas you know that in our modern day society women have made a lot of advances over the over the years and hopefully have gotten to some sort of an equal footing but whereas when you go out on survivor you're no longer in 21st century culture that you're in a much more primitive culture and that you that the advances that are made yes yes it is 2013 but when you're out there and you know you don't have any plumbing and you're eating from you have a you know a, a couple sticks for a house that maybe things have somehow gone gone backwards and uh, we are in sort of a more primal culture uh, that's an yeah. interesting thought i'm not sure uh if if I agree with it or not yet, but it's definitely an interesting thought to bring to the conversation.
1: It's human behavior, you know? The male always have that ego. They always wanna be the, there is the, the alpha male, you know? You call it the alpha male thing. And yeah, you know, we have evolved and developed as uh, humans and there is like so much feminism now and women trying to be equal to men, which I think it's fine. Um, But, you know, when you're back into primal ways, I think it's just human behavior.
0: Do you think that the show uh, has an issue with how women are depicted on the show, whereas you always see like a, oh, the alpha male player, uh, he's making moves and he's somebody uh, like, you know, everybody likes to see that kind of behavior. But when it's a woman who's sort of making uh, big moves or a woman who's lying, people seem to get really upset. And, you know, let's go back to Dawn last season where Dawn had the big lie or or she ended up betraying Brenda and people killed her on Twitter. And I do believe that if that was a man who did that to Brenda, he would not have gotten the same sort of uh, response. I know there's a lot of other factors at play there, but do you think there's anything to that? Uh
1: you know unfortunately we still live in a society that society that's like a male dominant world and survivor at the end of the day is also trying to put together a tv show and then i think they they go with a storyline that's being built and they have so many different characters that have to like focus on and write about and put together a tv show about it and it's all also a part of the like who are the viewers who is the audience who are the people watching the show they are making those those judgments, you know, so it's so many variables. I mean, and I think that what stuck in my head from the whole situation was that, you know, like, the, the that lady found the other lady's teeth. And, and, you know, like, when you saw her, like, smiling, it was just such a, like, shocking, like, view for the, you know, like, to just see. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Did you like yes, that when? I
1: felt that image in did, my head. Did
0: you? Uh, so you're you're disturbed from when yeah. Dawn had to take her teeth out.
1: Yeah, and the whole story, you know, Brenda found her teeth. It's just like, wow, she could have been the whole, you know, last quarter of the show, like walking around with her teeth. Like you would think that she, you know, that I don't know. I felt bad for Brenda, But then I felt bad for Dawn too. It was just so messed up.
0: You felt bad for everybody. Yes. Yes, and people say that you don't have a heart. I know. Yeah, see, Abby Maria is very sensitive. Yeah, I don't think people know this.
1: I actually do have a tough
0: side. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, this is from uh, Carolina Oxanan wants to know if you and your mother Vera were cast in place of say Tina and Katie, what would your starting strategy be? How how would your mom do on Survivor?
1: You guys, my mom doesn't even speak English properly. So it's that would, even, so did she, you guys watch her trying to do a challenge with me? It was comedy.
0: So maybe she would do good because then people could. Uh, she wouldn't be telling lies about anybody um, that people people might. Uh, she might be under the radar.
1: Yeah, I think she, I think people would just love her very much. I think she would be maybe a siri.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> she could be like siri yeah not siri siri wait wait siri or the woman on my iphone
1: no siri not the woman on your iphone
0: okay all right good well that would be
1: better not vera
0: oh i'm sorry well i'm sorry about See? that so, hey, carolina get it straight please oh yeah, you're carolina. making me look bad in front of abby maria um uh, Will Dennison wants to know, uh, how do you pronounce Addis? Uh, do you pronounce it like Aris himself did in his confessional or as Rob insists it is Addis? Uh,
1: if I would say it with a Brazilian um, way, Addis. Okay. American way, Aris. How does he call himself Aris? right?
0: Uh, I was under the impression that it's Addis.
1: Addis. Yeah, Addis.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, Chris Nelson wants to know, uh, does Abby Maria think Candace is too hostile and critical of Brad Culpepper? Um, do you think that Candace is being uh, too harsh on Brad Culpepper?
1: I mean, Brad Culpepper has been targeting her whole world. I think she's just being protective of her whole world, you know?
0: Who's, who's being so, yeah. meaner right now? Uh, Candace about Brad Culpepper or Denise uh, when she made you cry at tribal council?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness i think denise
0: denise is being meaner
1: she was so mean
0: now did denise ever say f you abby maria
1: uh, i think she said even harsher things <laughs> no, in different she said ways.
0: harsher than f you
1: sometimes fuck you can be just like a harsh word but you know sometimes when people are not liking you when judging your social cues and just saying so many things about you that are so hurtful. I, I don't know. Actions they can they can hurt more than than words sometimes.
0: <laughs> I guess so.
1: I guess the bird was something pretty bad. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um Let's talk about uh let's talk about Otis a little bit more. So Brian Scally says uh is Otis in danger uh, before the merge or was Tyson's confessional simply put in to give us some hint of strategic thinking going on at Galang? So we had um, this new alliance the uh Coconut Bandits of Tyson and Jervis. And so, what they said is, hey, we both lost our loved one. We need to work together because Otis has his brothers still out here. And if we get to emerge, they're going to have each other, and Jervis and I need to pair up. Do you think that Otis is potentially in danger before emerge even happens from the coconut bandits?
1: I think so. I think Aras would be in trouble because, you know, he has won the game already. He knows what he's doing. He's really good at it. He's so, like, laid back about it. And if he if he just teams in with his brother after the merge, I mean, they're yogis. They're, like, you know, chill. Like, they know how to. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I uh, think so. I, no, I'm definitely. Uh, I think Otis is very underrated. I mean, it's interesting to see, though, that Tyson and Jervis are, you know, are have their guard up, though.
1: I think Vitas is very underrated too. Yeah, I think
0: who look. He was the one. He switched his vote. He's like the evil Odys. He's he's basically he is the Wario to Odys's Mario.
1: The evil. The Actually, evil
0: yeah, I, I wonder is Vitus, I think is more like uh, Waluigi and uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> And and, and Otis is Mario. Aras
1: is, is Mario and Vitas is Luigi. Wow,
0: Luigi. Yeah.
1: Let's <laughs> <laughs> start eating mushrooms and yes. getting bigger.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Uh I, I I had no idea. I, <laughs> <life>. <laughs> I had no idea that this would speak to you so much, Abby Maria. <laughs> um so, um, let's see. How about, uh, the, uh, the old Rob's taboo buzzer. He wants to know, uh, which of the oh. coconut bandits would be more dead to you if you found out about their shenanigans, Tyson or Jervis, who would you be more mad at?
1: Um, I think Tyson.
0: Yeah. Would you buy that if you found the coconuts?
1: School, he'd be, he's just too like, oh, I'm just chilling. I'm just like laying here, you know, like playing on his like injury. I think that would
0: yeah. Would you? Would you have would you be able to figure out what was going on if you found those coconuts with the holes in them?
1: Uh probably. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. But where did they find that thing? Like the that's a tire?
0: I don't know what they got. What? It seems like they got a lot of tools when because they, they have like a yeah. saw and it seems like they gave them a lot of stuff to build their houses.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm. Um and let's see. How about uh one One more question. This is from uh, Mike Berger. And he wants to know, Abby, what were the final four thinking by voting you out fifth on Survivor Philippines? You should have been everyone's dream opponent sitting in the final three. Get rid of Denise fifth, Malcolm fourth, Lisa and Scoopin blew it. Was that a million dollar mistake that uh, Lisa and Mike Scoopin made?
1: Maybe it was a million dollar mistake for me oh. too. Because, <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. I I should have been final three with Michael and Lisa. I think Lisa would have had a, a way better chance of winning if she would have gone with me to the end, and she knew that. I don't think scoopin really had a chance. I think it would be Lisa and everybody. You know, even my castmates don't think I would have had a chance of winning. But I, I think I could have put together a good argument.
0: Okay. Um- Uh, were you surprised with this season when i first (laughs) when i when i first heard that they were doing this season the blood versus water i figured okay uh so they're gonna bring back russell hance and one and one of his relatives uh and then they're gonna bring back lisa welchel and her brother and they're gonna be on this season were you surprised to not see lisa welchel and her brother Uh, justice right that's his name
1: i don't think would want to play the game again i think she had her her survivor i think she already wrote that off her bucket list i think it was too emotionally draining on her
0: yeah um what about justice you don't think justice would want to play
1: oh yeah i think they would do great huh justice and lisa
0: yeah (laughs) okay um were you surprised that any of the Hanses weren't on this season
1: Oh, they're a handful. <laughs> I don't think production wants to deal with them anymore. They go crazy. <laughs> they drink and go crazy on social media. Social media is dangerous.
0: Yes. Why is it so dangerous?
1: Oh, my goodness. It's it's dangerous. You make a lot of mistakes there that you can't, you know.
0: What, have you ever made a mistake on social media?
1: Yeah, I've had my moments.
0: Yeah. What, what happened?
1: I, oh, I just, you know, I've, put, you know, I've, written things that you know i should have kept to myself
0: (laughs) like what what happened
1: Uh, you know i don't know it happened i deleted it already so it didn't happen
0: this happened today no
1: not today but it has happened recently yeah in the past or recently in the past week yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you watch survivor and then you get so worked up that you go on twitter and then you and you say things that you regret the next day
1: Oh, yeah. And, and throughout life, too. Things that happen, you know?
0: <laughs> wow. All right. I, and, but then you delete them?
1: Sometimes. Sometimes not. What can you do?
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to get my, the, my uh, Rob Has a Podcast staffers, and I'm going to tell them to keep an extra close eye on what you're putting on Twitter so that we can, we can see these things before you delete them.
1: Well, okay, we'll, we'll do that, and I'll make sure that my staff makes sure that they keep an eye on me too.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you do? What are you doing these days? I always see you uh, tweeting about the uh, the the liquor and the acai berry. Uh, wh- what are you up to these days?
1: Well, I started a uh, beverage company called GRC Beverages, and I have my first brand out in the market. I launched it in March, and it's an acai rum. Uh, ready-to-drink cocktail in a bottle uh, mixed with um, agave. So it's gluten-free, has a lot of antioxidants, and it's very, very, very versatile. So I'm really excited about it. You guys can check it out at my website,
0: what X-I-cocktails.com. What is, yeah. Well, Say that one more time. I stepped on you.
1: xicocktails.com.
0: xicocktails.com. Um, and, and this yeah. is like a healthy alcohol, Abby? I, I get yeah, more healthy if cocktail. I drink this?
1: It's gluten free and it's low calories and you won't get a hangover the next day. I'm telling
0: you. OK, well, I Nicole is back into the uh, is able to drink again. She was uh, off. the She was, I guess, on the wagon for uh, these last nine months. But now uh, she's able to get back into drinking some booze
1: i think she would love it especially <laughs> because she's all into the healthy chick stuff <laughs> i think it
0: would be great i gotta send you guys a bottle okay well we'll, we'll uh, definitely check that out all right well abby maria thank you for joining us this was very fun
1: thank you oh, give us your pick who,
0: who's, who's gonna win this season who's your pick who
1: uh, who is my pick now give us two um, who are you
0: who are you rooting for and who do you think is gonna win
1: I am rooting for a lot of people. I'm not going to give names because I have a lot of people that are playing that I really, really like. All right, but well, don't give us, so, like, the
0: uh, Academy Awards acceptance speech. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> or the,
0: the Miss Survivor acceptance speech.
1: The Miss Survivor. What, did, what was your last Abby, did
0: you Abby, were you robbed of Miss Survivor this year?
1: I was robbed of Miss Survivor. You should have let me uh, compete against RCE.
0: I I want I wanted to, but the rules the rules are the rules. Okay, we can't have oh anarchy. My God.
1: Those rules. We gotta like burn the rule paper. The
0: people. The people like wanted gotta, you. It's like
1: we gotta burn a uh, Boston Rob's book of uh,
0: strategy. <laughs> why? Why would? That- you, why would you do that? Boston Rob's a nice guy. Why do you want to burn his book?
1: I don't know Boston Rob, and he doesn't know me. I don't know. I just think he gets too much attention. He he stole the show from. From our last uh, 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 season, you know, it wasn't about Boston Rob. It was about people that played Survivor. So last, you were you season.
0: were mad when Boston, Boston when got
1: to read book.
0: you you were mad that Boston Rob came to the finale and and got to show his book.
1: No, I'm mad that the castaways didn't get to shine at the finale. It so, was their turn to shine, so not Boston Rob.
0: That pissed you off that they didn't let the survivors sit all, all the people from pre jury sit on the stage though.
1: I was pretty disappointed.
0: Yeah, you were angry, and you were you glad that every
1: disappointed.
0: Yeah, were you angry <laughs> that were you glad that everybody from Philippines got to sit on the stage?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Was, was
1: Everybody it, got their turn.
0: Was there anybody from Survivor Philippines you wished they didn't let sit on the stage? Yes. Who? <laughs>
1: RC. Uh, <laughs> <joking. okay>. no, <laughs> she joking. was on the
0: jury she's on the jury she gets the of it.
1: do you think they'll do that I, ag- just,
0: <laughs> I know um, do you think that they'll do that again this season
1: I hope not because it was stupid
0: okay all right well we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see it, they, was a
1: mor- it was a moronic move from they, Jeff he yeah. was a moron
0: he, you're saying he was an idiot that day he
1: was an idiot that
0: day okay just that just that day though all right. Well, I-
1: well, he was an idiot when he called me out and told people that I was the unliked one.
0: Yes, and and, and that's not true, right?
1: Oh, I don't know. Maybe who knows? <laughs> right. I like me. That matters.
0: Yeah. Well, if you if you're mad at Jeff Probst, how come you drink out of a Jeff Probst coffee mug?
1: Oh, I'm just joking. I have a sense of humor. Isn't America all about sarcasm? <laughs> oh, My social views are really that off. <laughs>
0: uh so abby maria you're so good at sarcasm i can't tell when you're joking or not
1: i'm really good actress
0: (laughs) you're very good all right well abby maria thank you so much for coming on this you're a lot of fun
1: thank you Uh, congratulations on baby dominic again oh thank
0: thank you so much abby maria all right well we will uh talk to you again soon
1: i hope so Take take care Bye.
0: bye All right, everybody, there you have it. That was the Abby Maria Gomez, and she was uh, great as always. Always have fun talking with Abby Maria. We've got a lot more coming up in this show today. We're going to talk to our mystery Survivor guest, and we're going to go over all of your voicemails and all of your social media from the former Survivor players out there who always have a lot to say about the episodes every week on the Twitter. So I mentioned it at the top of the show that this podcast was sponsored by one of our uh, awesome sponsors, Squarespace, which is uh, the best place to go when you want to get a website made and not having to deal with any of the BS that goes along with making a website. Now, as you know, I I myself, Rob, has a website and it is uh, really a lot of work. To get a website set up, and that is what's great about Squarespace. Uh, What you can do is they have everything that's sort of just customizable. You come in and you can get a free account, and then you basically pick from their templates, which are all really modern looking and much better than anything you'd be able to do on your own without spending you know thousands of dollars with a web developer. And you don't even need a credit card. You can just get in there and start playing around and making your own website. for your blog or your business or whatever you need to uh go at squarespace Dot com. You can uh, mess around with it, and then you can use our promo code, which is RHAP10, and they'll give you 10% off your first purchase on your new account at Squarespace. And another thing that Squarespace is doing, which is pretty cool, is that they are making a lot of progress in the area of e-commerce and building a store. Now, a lot of people, from what I've heard, they make websites in order to sell stuff, And have a business... Uh, as opposed to making a website to make podcasts and spend hours and hours talking about reality TV. I actually didn't know this, that that was a, a practical reason why somebody would have a website. But apparently there are a lot of people that are doing this, and Squarespace can help you uh, with this. Uh, that They can basically let you sell any type of product, uh, all with one interface, and they let you do things like having an express checkout and help you to be, to, a, be able to monetize things things uh, without having all the hassle that's required for setting an online store. Uh, And you can do this in the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, Belgium, France, Ireland, Netherlands, and Spain which are all places that people listen to. Rob has a podcast, believe it or not. So if you want to check that out, go to squarespace.com. Check out everything that they have to offer over there. And use my promo code this month. It's RHAP10. You'll get 10% on your new accounts. And uh, have a website without having any of the hassle. All right, everybody, I promised you at the top of the show we were gonna have a mystery survivor join us for the voicemail and social media segment. And I want to live up to that promise. And what I'd like to try to do is get a few more guests here in the second half of the show. Sometimes maybe a former survivor, sometimes maybe somebody who's a survivor blogger or somebody has something interesting to say uh concerning survivors. So let's let's kick off uh while we are waiting for Nicole to uh be able to figure out some sort of a situation of how do we podcast and have a baby at the same time let's bring in our uh our mystery survivor guest who I will be calling now here we go let's let's bring this uh the mystery survivor in as we're calling the phone uh and it's ringing hello hello mystery survivor are you there I'm here <laughs> all right here here he is uh <laughs> Good. Let me see. I'm not going to say uh, your your name yet. Let's. I'll, I'll let people have another second to to guess who it is. Um, are you enjoying this season, Mystery Survivor?
2: I am. I'm enjoying it very much. This is one of the better seasons in in uh, quite some time.
0: Yes, and are are you enjoying the Redemption Island portion of this season?
2: uh what i love about it is the uh the
0: brad bashing. that's an element we hadn't seen before <laughs> All right, well let me let me in case you for the uninformed this is of course is the great billy garcia joining us here on rob as a podcast uh-huh, and, thank
2: you thank you thank yes, you for having
0: me and billy people and once it became announced that candace was going to be on this season people were asking when will the billy garcia appearance be
2: <laughs> I don't know, but uh uh I- I'm already talking to my accountant about that ten percent she'll owe me if she wins. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> you certainly put her over. So Billy, uh we want to talk to you about uh what you think about the season and then if you if you would, uh we'd love to have you join us to uh hear the voicemails and uh some of the things that the other survivors are saying on social media with us.
2: Oh, uh, that would be awesome.
0: Okay, well that'll be a lot of fun. So first off, Billy, um your old friend Candace uh from survivor cook islands here she goes she comes back this season with her husband uh John Cody uh so what do you make of this this guy you know you once said that you love Candace uh and she she's spurned your advances and so she <laughs> she she marries this guy John what do we make of this guy
2: well uh, at first i was like you know he's good looking he's a doctor uh you know at least you didn't marry some toothless bum and made me look real bad um, and then, uh, of course he sends her off to war while he goes, hangs out at the beach. Now I'm like, ha ha, that's what you get.
0: Now, if you were, <laughs> if you were Candace's loved one and they said, okay, Candace, are you going to switch with Billy or Billy? Are you going to stay in the game? What would you have said?
2: Oh, I'd have pulled a Rupert and I, before he was even done putting a period on the sentence, I would have.
0: Okay. That. How do you like that? Candace? How do you like them apples? <laughs> You'd be in the game right now. You'd be sitting there sitting pretty and Billy Garcia would be at Redemption Island right now.
2: Oh, there you go. See? <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh this <laughs> is would you how would you have done at Redemption Island? Would you have uh, hung in there?
2: Uh I'd have played not to lose. Uh you know, there's three of us there and you get two uh two immunities. I, I have experience with that with uh, the four tribe setup that we had in the Cook Islands. So I, I understand the concept, I uh know how to work it well. So I'd have played not to lose until that last challenge where uh, one person goes back in, and then then I'd have went all out.
0: Okay. So now we have this whole thing going on now where now Candace and her husband, uh, Dr. John, are both out there, and they're on the Redemption Island, and they are now joined by Mr. Brad Culpepper. Um, what's been your take on Brad Culpepper this season, Billy?
2: Oh, I love him. <laughs> you were <him>. a fan. <laughs> yes, yeah, He's my favorite person on the uh, – on the family tribe or he's not there anymore, but he was my favorite person on the family tribe. Uh, that dude, you know, you, when you get the great players, all right, they win, but they are so boring to watch sometimes when you get the, the, the people like Brad that, okay, you know, they understand the game, but the, you know, he's a bit too overzealous for his own good. That makes for a fun season.
0: Yeah. So you, you like Brad Culver.
2: I love him. I love him. Uh, I especially love his uh his attempt at doing math. Like that was the best like <laughs> confessional ever.
0: <laughs> All right. So Billy, now this is a, a real dilemma for you now next week, where we have this duel between uh Brad Culpepper, who you've just admitted that you love, yeah. uh along with Candace, who a long time ago you admitted that you love, and yeah. uh the new the new Billy Garcia, Dr. John.
2: Oh, yeah, well, you know, it, it makes for an easy, for me, it makes for an easy, easy decision of who I'm rooting against.
0: <laughs> you know, so you will I be rooting those. against uh, Dr. John Cody uh, with, all your, <laughs> with all your will next week.
2: Uh, it'll be fun to see uh, Candace's face when uh, he has to, you know, put his, put his buff in the urn and then walk away. Uh, that'll be, that'll be a tear, you know, she's going to curse out Brad.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be very fun to see. Um, what did you think of the big move last night? Do you like uh, what Caleb did at Tribal Council?
2: Uh, for him, yeah he, he he was uh he was pretty much one foot out the game at that point. Even though they weren't going to vote him out, he was in uh you know dire straits. So he did what he had to do to go from the bottom of the pecking order to the top of the pecking order. How about? Uh, Will it work in the long run? Probably not, but it's a good move for, for the time being.
0: How about last week? What was your reaction to Colton uh, wanting to leave the game last week?
2: Oh, man. Uh, it's been a long time since I cursed at the television that much. <laughs> There's so many of us that really, really want to come back at that, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we waited our turn and uh, this guy skipped the line. And for what? The, the, the quit.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only other returning player that has ever quit, and uh, maybe my mind is slipping on this, but it's only Johnny Fairplay. And in fairness to Johnny Fairplay, he basically got, you know, a power bomb from Danny Bonaducci about, uh, you know, a week and a half before he left to go play for that season.
2: Yeah, I understand Fairplay going to the game and the condition he was in because it's, it's an opportunity of a lifetime and uh, with the way his relationship was with Jeff Probst, he probably wasn't going to get another opportunity. So I totally understand. But uh, I, I think uh, in All-Stars 1, your season didn't...
0: Uh, oh, that's did, right. Did, you know, you're right. You're right. That uh, Billy, I sometimes I try to black out all of Survivor All-Stars. But yeah, the <laughs> Sue Hawk did uh she quit the game um now that was under some extenuating circumstances and there was you know the whole ugly incident with richard hatch and you know it was even unclear over whether she was really upset or if she was trying to get some sort of a settlement because of the harassment angle so that was that was sort of a a weird thing and also you know you had jenna maraska who left the game but i wouldn't really call that a quit either so Uh, But this was like the first time we just had somebody straight up. Yeah, I I can't win and I want to leave.
2: Yeah, I think Jenna Rasky, you have to chalk up to a family emergency.
0: Yes. And technically, just to be fair to Johnny Fairplay once again, uh, Johnny Fairplay did get voted out. He did go to a tribal council and his torch was snuffed, which was uh, which is technically not a quit, even if you ask people to vote you out. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah no i agree i agree um and, and uh w- with the regards to sue hawk uh you know i've heard every side of that story some say she was looking for an out and that just happened to be her out and uh, you know the way she played the first time i have to give her the benefit of the doubt
1: yeah
2: um so yeah i think colton is the first returning player to really like like uh just out and out quit for no no reason
0: do you think that at some future Survivor event, do you think anybody will will treat Colton differently that he uh, quit the game on a returning? Like, do you think anybody who really wants to go, will they treat Colton any differently?
2: Uh, it, it really does depend on the individual. Uh, you get some people that are just nice to everyone. I, I'm one of those that... Uh, that I never stick it to anybody. I had a horrendous crash and burn my go around. So who am I to judge?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you're you're one of the the uh, really really nice guys of reality TV, Billy.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, I I think uh somebody like a like a Russell Hance, who uh <laughs> <laughs> who just likes to stick at the people in or out of the game. You know, I, I think he's gonna if, if given the opportunity, he'll let Colton have it.
0: Okay. <laughs> well. <Wow. laughs> Yeah. All right. He lets people in his own family have it. So I guess Colton shouldn't yeah. expect any different. All right. So Billy, you want to get into some of the voicemails, uh, from, from us. So actually, uh, before we do that, uh, just tell me, so who, is there anybody besides Candace that you're rooting for this season?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm rooting for Jervis. Um, Oh yeah, he's old school. Like you and I count as old school at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I'm rooting for the oldest of the old school players out there and, and uh, you know he has one of my favorite strategies, which is to not work on purpose.
1: <laughs>
2: and, yeah, uh, you know I want I want somebody. You know Rupert tried it this season, didn't work out for him, but he tried it. Um, I want somebody who has that strategy, like win. <laughs>
0: Billy, are you a Rupert fan? Were you sad to see Rupert go? I
2: was sad, but I'm I was I was sad that he lost, but I was happy the way he lost. He went out on his sword.
0: Okay. All right, so uh, let's get into uh, some of the voicemails. Of course, these come to us from the listeners of Rob Has a Podcast. Uh, every week after the episode, you can call us. Uh, the number is 323-282-RHAP or go to robhasawebsite.com slash voicemail okay and uh i'm gonna play the play the voicemail and then uh, we'll come back and discuss it okay so uh, let's start off with a question from scott Chupak who wants to know about unattached players in the game going forward hey rob this is scott Chupack, and this is my question both brad and jeff probst both assert that unattached players are dangerous in this game since they could go anywhere it seems to me that the exact opposite is true, which is that the unattached players are the ones that are safest to have in your alliance because they have nowhere else to go. They don't have somebody to, pick, to um, join with on the other side. And that the attached players are the dangerous ones because you don't know if they're going to stay with you or go to the other side to play with their partner. Yet nobody challenged it, and I don't think you talked about it on your show afterwards. So what are your thoughts? Are Brad and Jeff Probst right or are they wrong? And is Brad just saying that because he has a partner and therefore doesn't want to put the target on him? All right, Billy. So what do you make of this? So Scott brings up an interesting point. Is the right move in this game, do you want to target people who do have loved ones on the other tribe or don't target people who have uh, loved ones on the other tribe? Basically, the idea that if, if the, there's nobody to care that they get voted off, then there's less blood on your hands.
2: Uh, the way, well, first of all, hi, Scott. And uh, the way I see it, uh, the idea of, of grouping all the people that have loved ones remaining in the game... You, you can't all sit at the end. It's just, you know, what are you going to have an everybody alliance? <laughs> right. I, I don't see that working out. Um, there's too many people. So I think the people that don't have loved ones left in the games, like the Jervis and the and the Tyson, uh, they they can just play Survivor now. They don't have to play for two people. They can just play for themselves. Um, and yeah. not having the loved ones. You know, uh, even though I would see it as you have to break them up because that's two votes. That's automatically two. That's two against two votes for them. One vote for you. You have to break that up. And somehow I think it should be a bigger target. I think there should be some effort to break up the loved ones.
0: Yeah, I think you want to break up the couples. I think that that is more of the target, and I feel like it was really only for Brad Culpepper because he was the person that was getting the blood on his hands, that it was better for him to potentially vote somebody out whose loved one was already gone so he wouldn't have to go to Redemption Island and then have somebody from the other team say, hey, screw you too, Brad Culpepper. We all hate you. You voted (laughs) out my loved one as well. Uh, You're a real jerk.
2: I I agree, and I'll ask you this, Rob. Why would it be any different in this Survivor than in previous Survivors where you get a couple on Survivor and people say, we got to break that up?
0: Yeah. So I think the move is still you want to break up people who are couples and, you know, potentially if you can read between the lines and sort of figure out who your partner is not working with. I mean, there hasn't been any chance to sort of intermingle. Like, for instance, um, Otis can't tell his brother, Hey, we're in good with, I'm in good with Tina. So keep Tina's daughter around. Maybe there is like a little bit of body language that's going on, but we haven't really seen that play out on the show yet. All right. So let's take another question. This one's about Brad Culpepper and it's from Josh Mims. Here we go. Take it away. Josh. Hi, Rob and Mystery Survivor guest. I'm Josh Mims, and my question is, do you think that part of Caleb's decision to vote out Brad was that he could possibly gain favor with people from the Galang tribe for getting rid of their number one enemy, Brad? Thanks. Okay, so this is sort of the other side of that question. Do you think that Caleb f- saw everybody get so pissed off that Brad Culpepper, everybody hates Brad Culpepper on the other tribe with the exception of Monica? Do you think that Caleb said, hey, everybody's going to like me on the other tribe if I vote out Brad Culpepper?
2: Uh, First of all, hi, Josh. And I don't think he was thinking that far ahead. I think he was sa- thinking, save my ass now. <laughs> that was it. Um, yeah. That's... That, Well, that kind of thinking is is like if you're right before the merge, I think there's still some distance before the merge. So, uh, yeah, I I think that's uh, that's unlikely that he was thinking that far ahead. I think it was clearly an act of self-preservation right now.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think it was just a perk of what he was doing that the people in the other tribe would say, oh, okay. That's pretty good. Um, so uh, kudos to Caleb for a getting an added benefit to what he did. But no, I don't think that that was the primary motivation for what he was thinking. All right. Here's a question from Ryan Hockley about Tyson. Hey, Rob. It's Ryan Hockley calling. Um, I just have a quick question about Tyson. He said he wanted to play up with the fact that he was injured, so he didn't seem like much of a threat after the merge. Um, how do you think that's going to go for him now that he did, well, both
2: parts of the uh, immunity challenge and did them both pretty well, and his tribe ended up winning. Um That's my question. Um Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon.
0: All right, so Billy, I felt like last week, I thought it was a good thing for Tyson that he sort of got this injury because it sort of took the target off of him because I think Tyson is a guy kind of like your buddy Ozzy, where he's so good in the challenges that people are going to want to vote him out just because he's good at the challenges and he's a threat to win immunity every time after the merge. So I said, okay, this is good for Tyson because now he's dinged up. People won't be that scared of him. But yeah, he did. (laughs) Even with one arm, he played in the challenge and he did pretty good. So what's the point of having an injury that makes people think you're not threatening if you're still going to be good in the challenges?
2: uh hello ryan and uh i I completely agree with you rob i uh on all on all points i think uh he had a a lucky a lucky you know happening there with the with an injury that'll heal quickly uh but an injury that's very visible with the arm in his sling and then he goes and he shows that uh injury or not he's still a threat so you know he kind of goofed that one up gotta hope that uh, He's just a good actor at camp, and he could say, I slept on it wrong, and ooh, it's really hurting the day.
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, Tyson, don't, don't put out such a good effort. You want to sort of like take it down a notch.
2: But, but I understand why he did it, because uh, so long as they keep winning, you know, they stay in the game. And if they could just win their way all the way to the merge, then it's all a moot point. It, yep. He'll just go on a tear, like you said.
0: Do you think there's anything to that, the idea of that it's not such a good thing just to never go to tribal council before the merge?
2: Uh, I think it's a great idea to never go to tribal council before the merge.
0: Uh, Yeah, on paper, but I kind of feel like it never really works out that well. Like I feel like the tribes that never go to tribal council before the merge or maybe go like on day 15 or whatever, it feels like then once they can go to tribal council, they sort of lose their minds.
2: Yeah, true, true. But I think uh, I always look at Palau as like the perfect, perfectly executed, you know, never lose strategy, play to win always strategy. That,
0: no, that's a good point.
2: So, uh, you know, and usually the tribes that, that do go on a tear like that are seldom, uh, I, I wouldn't say always, but seldom the, the beefcake tribes. They're usually the, mm-hmm. the tribes that have older players that just know how to be team players.
0: Yeah. There's a lot more to the chemistry than, you know, of the group than a team that's just basically like all of the, you know, really strong athletic people.
2: Yeah, I I totally agree. And uh, what we see with Survivor often is that uh, when it comes to the tribe challenges, it's about putting the right people in the right place and not so much just having muscle power or, or athleticism.
0: Yeah, that's fair. All right, let's go to Laura Holtzwasser, who has a question about the Idol Clue giveaway.
1: Hi, Rob. It's Laura Holtzwasser from Boston. I just wanted to make a comment. At the beginning of the season, we all laughed when Jeff Probst said that someone might give the Idol Clue to an enemy at Redemption Island. And here it is, Redemption Island tool number three. And what do you know? the idle clue is used as a way to get an enemy out. So just to show you the ropes, I guess
0: so before the season started, we had this whole thing with uh, Jeff Probst talking about, hey, oh, we got this new thing where you can give a clue away to the immunity idol and you can give it to your loved one. You can give it to your friend. You can give it to an enemy. And we sat there and we said, well, why would you give the clue to your enemy? That doesn't make any sense. And sure enough, here we are. Episode four, uh, duel number three. And now we are just giving the clue to the person who we hate the most. It's like the cursed Immunity Idol clone.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, hello, Laura. And, uh, uh, geez, I-, I have to admit that uh, this is kind of a very backwards uh, a type of strategy. Um, I, You know, at this point, I-, I would think that there would be enough people looking for it anyways without a clue. Uh, past seasons, you see people finding it without a clue. So, yeah, maybe I guess the, the clue itself is, is more of a tool in, uh, in other ways than, other just, than just trying to find an idol.
0: Billy, if you were out on Redemption Island with all of the other previous survivors and you had a chance to give the clue away, who would you give the clue to? Uh,
2: with all the other previous survivors on, on this? Uh,
0: on this, No, uh, from, uh, from all time. Oh, all time, Jeez. Who Who would you give the clue to so they get voted out? So they get voted
2: out. Ah, you know, I could pick anybody from my tribe. (laughs) 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 Can we divide the clue up four ways?
0: (laughs) No, you have to give it to one person.
2: Uh, You know what? I would give it to J.P. Calderon because A, he wouldn't find it, and B, he would be dumb enough to take it.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There you go. All right. Uh, How about this? Uh, We have a question from uh, Vinny on the overarching uh, blood versus water strategy. All right, here's one more question. This comes to us from Daniel, and he has a conspiracy theory. Billy, you ready to put your tinfoil hat on? I'm ready to put it on. All right, here we go. From Daniel.
2: Hey, Ra, my name is Daniel, maybe you can help me out if I'm out of my mind or not, because I've noticed something really weird in the recent episodes. Whenever Chef previews the challenge and you see the Dream Team doing it, the flag that ends up being the Victor flag that's being risen up is the opposite of the team that's ending up winning. So, for example, in the previous show that Hana go up, but then Galang won. And I noticed that happening even before Blood vs. Water. So, my question is... Does that make challenges far more predictable because you know he's going to win? Or am I just wearing a tinfoil hat and it's just a conspiracy? Good job on the show. Take care.
0: All right, Billy. So Daniel thinks that the producers of Survivor are, ha- are having, showing the dream team for whatever tribe does not win the challenge, win the challenge in the walkthrough of how it goes. Do you think that this is possible, Billy?
2: Uh first of all hello Daniel and uh secondly uh you know I it could just be a curse like the car curse remember for the longest time whoever won the car did not win survivor so uh it could just be a curse it could be some one of those quirky stats
0: <laughs> Well are, do you think that the producers are trying to throw us off by they show the tribe that doesn't win win in the dream team sort of preview and then then so then we don't think that tribe's going to win but then they do win
2: if the producers are doing that they are putting way too much thought and effort into something so insignificant.
0: Well, Daniel's watching it. And so let's okay, well, let's keep an eye on that for this upcoming week when they show Jeff Probst says, "All right, so what you're going to do is you're going to swim through the hula hoop and then go through the tough nut. And <laughs> then and then you'll unlock the bag with the puzzle pieces and then raise the flag." And so we'll watch what flag gets raised or whatever whoever is shown winning the challenge and then we will watch to see if they lose the challenge.
2: Wow. Well, you know, if they always show the the, the favorites tribe uh, or I'm sorry, the family tribe winning with the way things are going, it's always going to be, you know, the exact opposite. Because uh, they never win and I don't think they're going to win. <laughs> right. Oh.
0: All right. So uh, let me play one more question for you. This is from Holly Not Hoffman. OK. OK.
1: <laughs> hey, Rob, it's Holly Not Hoffman. I would like to direct your attention to April 4th, 2013, 2018 minutes 33 seconds left in the interview Uh with sandra diaz Twine. i asked if there would ever be a survivor all-stars reunion on the podcast you said probably not but look forward to the survivor pearl islands interview this fall well it's this fall wondering if you're going to keep your promise to us still hoping for the survivor all-stars reunion though okay well thanks again congrats on the baby oh
0: thank you holly not hoffman um So, Billy, this this question, uh, and I got called out here from my podcast that I did with your friend and mine, Sandra Diaz Twine, back in the spring. And the question was, uh, would I be doing a Survivor Pearl Islands 10-year anniversary special uh, like I did for Survivor Amazon 10-year anniversary special uh, back in the fall? And I did have every intention of doing a Survivor Pearl Islands 10 year reunion. The problem that came up, which I did not foresee in the spring is that Rupert is, was on this season of survivor. So (laughs) I, I can't do the preview without Rupert. And then, you know, it's a whole thing with CBS that you're not supposed to interview the people that are on the current season and his wife is still out there. So for me with the survivor Pearl Island season, I feel like the three people that need to be there, you need to have, Rupert, you need to have Sandra, and you need to have Fair Play, and if you got if you got a couple of the others, I think that'd be that'd be gravy. If you had a Burton, if you had a Lil, uh, if you had a uh, Krista, um, you know, a uh, Andrew Savage, any of these things would be would be nice to have. But I think you need the big you need the big three in my mind.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, hello, Holly, not Hoffman, but uh, um, geez, uh, it, it, you know, I think. Uh, uh, what, it, what, what caught my ear was how how precise she was in, in calling you out with the yes. time
0: and all. I'm like, whoa! That's yes, a- she's fact checking me. She and, is. That's hey, that's what the listeners of Rob has a podcast have to do. You can nail me. That, that's the great thing. Uh, you have a recorded... You, I can never deny I said something because you guys have the complete archives of... And here's the thing. I don't even remember 95% of the things I've said on this show. So you could nail me with just about anything.
2: Well, you know, I, I could barely remember yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. no, I love that... That uh, I've often said that Survivor fans are very much like Star Trek fans. Uh, the the stereotypical Trekkie can can quote episodes and tell you what episode it was from for what season and. Yeah. The-
0: I think Survivor fans are the same way. There's some people. Sure. There's probably lots of stuff. People get fanatical about. now, in fairness, that Holly, not Hoffman was referring to her own question that she asked on that podcast. So she was invested in this, but I would love, I would love to do a survivor Pearl Island's 10 year reunion. And that's really, been, that's what the holdup is, is that Rupert ended up being on this season of the show. Otherwise we would have done it in the spring. And as for the survivor 10 year anniversary of survivor all-stars, I just feel like it's the kind of thing where the people that, you know, like I said, with Rupert and Sandra and fair play, that's who you need. That's the quorum that you need for that. I feel like the quorum that you need for the survivor all stars is you need Robin Amber. Um, I think you want to, you want to go there with Lex and big Tom. Um, And then if you had like a, you know, you, maybe you, if you want to have a, you know, a Rupert, Kathy, Jenna Lewis, um, you Probably could skip Shean, um, <laughs> you. I, but that's the, but that's the thing, and, and you know I, it's like, hey, you know Boston Rob Lex, you, you guys want to talk about uh, you know Survivor All Stars uh, with each other? I think you, you'd probably get the response. Ah, eh, thanks, I'll pass. Oh, oh, uh, definitely. yeah, have it, have a potentially awkward conversation with you uh, for free. Uh, for no reason. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to pass on that Rob. So uh, we'll see. Maybe what we'll do is, um, in case there's that, uh, the parties involved don't want to do a survivor all-stars 10 year anniversary special. Maybe we'll do the survivor Pearl Island's anniversary special there. And then in that spot, and then in fall 2014, we'll do the survivor Vanuatu special. Ten year anniversary special, and then we're Billy. We're closing in on the Survivor Cook Islands uh ten year anniversary special.
2: Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, when will we're that not be? That far away. Yeah, we're not that far away. Um, uh, you know, I think uh, with with uh, with my season, I think you probably have the easiest time getting people that like never talk to each other get together.
0: <laughs> well, when was your
2: season? <laughs> uh, my season was two thousand six, so we still got a little ways to go.
0: And was it in the spring or the fall of 2006? The
2: spring. The sp- okay. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. The fall. My bad.
2: It showed you. I said I can barely remember yesterday. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Even number. Um, are, was, you sure, was, are you sure? Are you sure it was
2: the fall, Billy? Yeah. Survivor
0: 13. Oh, uh, you uh, Odd number. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So Survivor uh, 13. Okay. That would be a good, that would be a good one uh, coming uh, in. Uh, so that'll be in the fall of 2016. We'll yeah. get, uh, yeah, we'll get Yule, get Ozzy, get Penner, get Parvati, get Candace.
2: Uh, you, yeah, you, uh, you'd probably want to get Cowboy as well. Um,
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Get, get, and who knows I, who knows how far advanced the Google Hangouts will be. We'll probably have like a hologram of everybody in our house.
2: <laughs> yeah, you probably would. <laughs> yes.
0: Billy, you you'll have a, you you may get to see a holographic uh Candace uh sitting there on your laptop.
2: Uh, you know, uh, hopefully hopefully I'm not married at that point cuz then I'll probably catch a right hook.
0: But <laughs> 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 help help me Billy Garcia. You're my only hope. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, um, you, you know uh, what, what's cool. What's cool about the reunions that you're doing is um, you get to see like uh, who, who who lets things go and who's still dwelling, and and uh, you get to see how personal this game really is sometimes. Because uh, even though they say it's just a game, I, I don't feel that way. I, this is the only game that you play twenty four seven for for a month and a half
0: <laughs> it is weird that there are you know there are seasons where you know 10 years go by and people are still pissed off about stuff that happened 10 years ago like <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like yeah. it's not like 50 years ago but still um you know people people still get annoyed all right so billy let's talk a little bit about what our fellow survivors are saying on the uh social media have you been tweeting a lot during the season
2: i've been doing live tweeting with the exception of last night um I had a I have responsibilities with my Freemason lodge and last night was one of those nights but uh, otherwise I have been doing live tweeting on all the episodes.
0: Yeah. Um all right so and and you are on Twitter you are uh twitter.com/realbillygarcia. That's correct. Oh and, oh my god Billy you have so many you have so many Twitter followers. Uh, that you, you have like uh 20,000 more Twitter followers than I do. Oh,
2: really? I had no idea. Um Oh my god. Thank you. Thank you. People People on love
0: Billy Garcia. <laughs> I- I've
2: been told it's a cult following. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. All right. So Billy Garcia is killing it on Twitter these days. Um, all right. Well, Billy, let's let's talk about what some of the other survivors are saying. So let's start off. How about uh, Denise Stapley uh, at Goofy Gal 1171? You like you like Denise? Yeah, she's great. She says that her husband's new man crush is, do you have a, do you have a guess who Denise's new uh, man crush is?
2: Uh, I'll take a stab in the dark and say Brad Culpepper.
0: <laughs> no, no. That's your man crush. That is. <laughs> uh, Denise's new man crush is Tyson. Hashtag smartass. Hashtag survivor.
2: Oh, okay. Well, you know, he's a likable guy.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what do you, what do you think of that?
2: Uh, you know, she's, she's, uh, you know, well, Tyson's known for like walking around, wiggling his thing, you know, naked in, in past seasons. And, uh, Denise is a sex therapist. So it kind of
0: makes sense. <laughs> like, she appreciates that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so how about, uh, this is from Rupert. Uh, apparently somebody, uh, tweet, asked Rupert the question, Rupert, which one is your wife? Uh, oh. and, he, and he said, uh, the one in tie dye. <laughs> Hashtag survivor. Did somebody didn't know who? Uh, which one is Rupert's wife?
2: Uh, seriously, they must have a black
0: and white TV or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I would think she's like the
2: most obvious loved one out there. Jeez
0: <laughs> you would think you would think so. Anybody? Some people don't know who uh, Rupert's wife is. All right, uh, Colton Cumby. Uh, oh. He was he was not happy, Billy. Really? He was, he was upset after last week.
2: Well, I wonder why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he was not happy with Jeff Probst. And so uh, Colton tweeted last night at Colton Cumbie. Uh, when you don't have a loved one to worry about, you can make moves like that. Guess you didn't think of that at Jeff Probst. And then he uses the hashtag uh F U you and your twists. Wow! <laughs> wow.
2: Well, I guess uh, Jeff Probst has a new uh, a new enemy, I guess, uh, amongst survivors. He could he could let the whole fair play thing go to rest.
0: Yeah, somebody had asked this. Uh, I think on in the YouTube comments, who does Jeff Probst? Who do you think Jeff Probst hates more, uh, Colton or Fair Play? What do you think, Billy?
2: I think at this point it's Colton because uh, you know the, the the beef that Fair Play and, and 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 Jeff Probst had was so long ago. It's gotta, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta have dissipated over time. And this whole Colton thing, I think it, it really strikes a nerve with Jeff Probst because he hates quitters more than anything.
0: Yeah, it's that's an interesting one. If if we interview uh, Jeff Probst again, we might have to ask him, uh, "Who do you hate more, uh, Colton or Fairplay? Because <laughs> you have the fresh wound or you have the old wound. Which yeah, one hurts yeah. more? Uh, yeah. that'd be that'd be interesting. It, it would go either interesting.
2: way. And, and Jeff Probst is so honest; he'd give you a straight answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think. If you asked him, I think he might say, no, I don't hate Colton. I just think that it was, you know, uh, that was, you know, a a lame move that he did on the show to come back and you should own it. If that's why you want to be, if you can't hack it, why do you come back? And I think he would he would play it like, well, I'm not going to give him the satisfaction of letting him think that I care enough about him to hate him. (laughs)
2: i like that That, that's a slick move but uh you know uh i i understand why there was animosity at the moment when it happened uh, on the part of jeff probes because they really do invest a lot into every survivor that goes to play Mm -hmm. it's it's not yeah it's not like uh you know that we pay our own way to get there and (laughs) and we we reimburse them for the entire casting process or anything like that yeah
0: You know, Billy, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we we have I don't want to get political here, but, uh, you know, we have the whole big government shutdown happening and, you know, Uh, not to get into not not to get into uh, the specifics or anything like that. But basically you have, you know, people who are who are in Congress and who don't like what's going on and, you know, they don't want to they don't want to sign a budget. And so basically they're able to completely stop the government. So I was thinking about this in terms of Survivor and if there was, could potentially be a Survivor shutdown. And so hypothetically speaking, Billy, could you have like, let's say in a season like your, like your season, you have like a group of, uh, you have five people in your tribe. Could, the, could an entire group or an alliance say, hey, we don't like how this is going. We're all going to walk. It's hashtag Survivor Shutdown. We're shutting down Survivor. You don't have a show anymore without the six of us. If one of us quit, whatever, that's an episode. But if six people walk off the show right now, you're screwed. You can't You can't finish the season. You don't have enough people on the jury. The show's over unless you meet our demands.
2: Uh, I'll give you some history here. Survivor Borneo, it damn near happened where... They had upped the ante so much in rewards, and then they hit them back with, all right, you'll win a Snickers this time. They damn near stopped the show. Um, that's, that's why that particular um, uh, uh, challenge is only found in like the, the, the special features. It's not part of any episode, because they really were about to quit over the reward being a, a Snickers bar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So I guess if, if a if a government shutdown could happen, a survivor shutdown could happen. That's a real thing.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, as far as the government shutdown, I think it's lame that a bunch of politicians took the ball and went home. Um
0: yeah, well, let's. I don't want to get. To, I don't want to get into. The, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just keep I it. Agree. Let's keep it to Survivor. Um, but anyway, all right. So uh, here is a, and then Colton has another tweet. Of, now Colton does not like the Otis. He took some shots at Otis on the podcast oh. last week, uh, and then he tweets last night. Oh look, uh, I guess he said, "Oh look, Aris doesn't know how to steer the boat again." Hashtag Survivor. <laughs> he's not digging Otis. I like him.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Colton's probably gonna nitpick every little thing that they do, but uh, you know, they're winning. <laughs> what do you want? What do you? Want? It's not enough to win. They have to win like uh by by record distance or something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I totally uh understand Colton being a little sour, especially with the way uh uh it was very harsh the way uh Jeff Probst uh, sent them on his way.
0: Yeah. So, uh, here's from Jervis uh, and Jervis is new to Twitter this season at say Jerv. Uh, he's tweeted, uh, the other day to at Rob Sesternino and said, congrats, man. Tell my nephew, uncle Jerv says, what's up. How do you like that?
2: Wow. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, nephew i would have never known you two were related
0: I- <laughs> <laughs> yes I, i'll tell dominic uncle jerv says what's up i wrote back to jervis says thanks jervis uh, i didn't get a big cigar like you got on survivor borneo but it's much appreciated <laughs> that's,
1: good.
0: that's good i mean but that, that's how crazy the first survivor was jervis had a kid on survivor and they told him and they gave him cigars <laughs> yeah he got like a a letter in the mail like uh hey jervis your kid is born and, he's just, <laughs> and he had like a cigar he's like yes my kid is born uh he, like uh that's crazy
2: well at least it got rid of the taste of rat <laughs> I,
0: I guess so it's just weird you get like uh you get you know some some updates from uh, the outside world there okay yeah. um so here we go always feisty on the twitter here's a uh, survivor at Eliza at E Orleans, Eliza. All right, uh, Eliza. She, she always has a lot to say. Yeah. She tweets, um, why did they put Sierra on the puzzle again? Clearly this girl isn't the sharpest knife, dot, dot, dot. <laughs>
2: well, you, you know, um, I think, uh, I, you, you really can't tell cause of the edit, but often on, on, on survivor, you get people step back instead of step forward. Uh, we saw it with, uh, with Russell Swan's tribe, where everybody was like, don't put me to do this, don't put me to do that. They step back. And so by default, someone ends up doing something that uh, they probably should, shouldn't be the one with that responsibility. Uh, in Russell Swan's case, he ended up having to do everything. And one person can't win a, a challenge by himself, a tribal challenge by themselves. I think with, uh, with Sierra, it could have been a case of people just saying, uh, I'll do the, the muscle part or I'll do this part or, or don't put me to do that, step backwards. So I think wh- she, she might have got it by default.
0: Why do you think Eliza? She just is. Um, she Eliza feels like she's good at puzzles, and she doesn't like that Sierra is, is stinking at the puzzles.
2: <laughs> well, you, uh, uh, Eliza's very outspoken. I gotta give her that. She and she owns up to what she says.
1: Okay. Uh,
2: but uh, yeah, I think Sierra. In all fairness to her, I, I don't think it's that she stepped up and said, "Oh, put me to do the puzzle again. I want to redeem myself." I think is got it by default.
0: Uh Laura Moretz stepped up to Sierra's Defense and said it's tweeted to at E. Orleans, incorrect. Her mom is just brilliant. Beat ve- V ve- uh, Vetus too. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know uh Laura, she uh she is good at puzzles. she we've seen it a couple times. Uh it clearly it clearly is not something genetic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh here's uh at Sophie Clark uh, Sophie G, at Sophie G Clark. Uh, she tweeted. Uh, she quotes Brad Culpepper. Who says, "Uh, you made a wrong decision in trusting me." Is really not the best thing to say pre-merge slash maybe ever. So that's a fair uh, point. You don't you don't want to tell uh, a bunch of people who are in your alliance you made the wrong decision in trusting me.
2: You don't want to tell anybody that in the game of Survivor. <laughs> you, uh, you I wouldn't even say that in the confessional. But, but that's uh, why
0: that's why Sophie's a winner.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly uh, survivor is, is is very much a game of of um saying the right thing as a means to get away with doing the wrong thing so uh uh you know uh, uh with brad i think uh he kind of kicked himself in the nuts with that saying but
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> if that's possible so uh yeah, but that's what I love about brad i think uh with brad he there's no there's no filter
0: <laughs> okay First and
2: how
0: about? Be, go ahead. Oh yeah. How about your old buddy at survivor Penner, uh, Jonathan oh. Penner, tw- uh, tweeted last night. He, he live tweeted the heck out of the show last night. I've got like 30 tweets from Penner here, but, uh, I thought this was uh, a couple of the best. Uh, he tweeted about when Brad Culpepper's, uh, said it was going to be nut cutting time. Uh, Penner said, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if I can do Penner anymore. He said, uh, Nut cutting time has has he been hanging out? No, I can't. You know, what? I've lost Penner. I've, lo- I've oh, lost, I need Penner to come back okay. on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he tweeted, uh, nut cutting time has he been with Tyson and Jervis? Uh, yeah, when they were cutting the coconuts. <laughs> what does that mean? Nut, it's nut cutting time. Uh, under you know, under what a, what circumstance col- do you cut your nuts?
2: <laughs> that's that's a that's a cold pepperism. I couldn't begin to tell you, but uh, I love the fact that the that the Tyson and and Jerv and Jervis are like the the coconut bandits of the season. Yeah, uh,
0: they, you like uh, you
2: like that. Yeah, they totally played it off like like oh it got to be the crabs. What was it? They blamed it on the crabs and they bought it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Coconut Bandits sounds like the worst '80s WWF tag team that ever existed.
2: I could just imagine they must come from Tonga or something.
0: Yeah, coming down to ringside, we—it's the Coconut Bandits. Um, all right, and then uh, Penner also said, uh, "Idle to Monica." Oh man, I love that. Why didn't she share it? Fool, burned it. Why played from fear, not desire? That's almost like a haiku from Penner.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, he is an Oscar-winning writer.
0: <laughs> why didn't she share it? Fool burned it, why? Played from fear, not desire. Uh, very good by, by uh, Penner with a survivor haiku almost. Yeah, well, Penner is
2: our William Shatner. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, he, he is the survivor Shatner. I think that's, that's a very fair, uh, fair point. Uh, all right, and one last one uh, from Russell Hantz. Uh Russell Hance was very upset to see Brad Culpepper go. Brad Russell Hance loved Brad Culpepper. Oh <laughs> yep. not surprised. Yeah. He Russell <laughs> Russell Hance said uh he was very impressed with Brad Culpepper's exit from the game. And he said, That's the difference between a good sport that's playing the game and bitter people. Uh hashtag Brad, hashtag respect, hashtag not bitter. And then he said let me tell you why Brad's exit was so graceful because he's an athlete and he was taught as a child to respect even when he loses hashtag learn. Uh, and, and good job by Russell Hance, uh, telling people how to be a good sportsman on survivor. That is a a good job by Russell.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I shouldn't bring up his last time, when
0: it, <laughs> but all right. The, no, good, I, what I like. No, good Eliza, job, Russell Lance. Yeah,
2: what I like is what Eliza wrote about it. She's like, it's easy to. What was it? Uh, something about the? It's easy to uh, to 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 leave without being upset when you have like millions of dollars and it doesn't. Well, I introduced. think that's <laughs> a good.
0: Hey, look, I think that's that's a very fair point. And I said the same thing myself, but I think it speaks to um, being putting people who are. Uh, well off financially on this show. Because uh, much like Brad Cpiper, much like a Jeff Kent, and I'm sure this is not always the case for every one of those guys you have a Dan Lembo uh, who does who does who doesn't care, but you have people who are you know competitive and well off financially where the money is not going to uh, you know really affect their lifestyle um, that much. They're going to you know these are people who want to play hard and then at the end of the day, when they lose the game, they say sh- hey, good game, you know, no harm, no foul, I'm not mad at you. And I think those are really, that's the ideal people you want to have on Survivor, people who are going to play hard and not be super bitter when they lose. I think that maybe we can go back, I think the people who are the most bitter when they lose, I think are the people who are maybe, uh, maybe might have been counting on that money.
2: Maybe count on that money or maybe just are, have a very immature nature to them. Uh, When I had one of the worst crash and burns ever and I, Shook hands with every person on my way out, um, and I smiled when my torch got snuffed. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm real proud of that, and I and I agree that uh, that you do get a lot of bitterness that is just uncalled for. Um, that was part of the fun of Redemption Island is all the people flipping off Brad, Brad Culpepper and being so bitter. Um, but at the same time, yeah, y- you know it's you know what you signed up for. <laughs> like you you can't all at the end you know what you signed
0: up for all right well Billy thank you so much for uh, coming on with us and uh, going through some of these voicemails and all of the tweets from uh, from tonight uh, thank you thank you very much and uh, yeah, and a great job by uh, Mike Shaheen and the Robinsons podcast staffers for following all this stuff and putting it together for the show
2: oh uh, well thank you so much for having me and to uh all the fans out there uh, I am overwhelmed with the uh, the amount of Twitter follows I've gotten, I, if I'd have gotten five, people would have said that's too much because that's Billy Garcia.
0: <laughs> Nobody said that. Nobody said that.
2: But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just overwhelmed. And the live tweeting had a lot to do with it. Um, and so I, I appreciate all the fans out there and the support. And who knows, maybe CBS will take notice and they'll say, you know, maybe we we want this guy to come back just because he's got the following.
0: So Maybe. You. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. if They say, "Look, this Billy Garcia. He's got these. He's got forty thousand people on Twitter who are following what he's saying. Let's bring him back on Survivor, and let's let's bring let's let's uh bring back the People's Champion, Billy Garcia."
2: <laughs> I don't know about People's Champions, but there's a few of us. I I don't know about champion of anything, but
0: <laughs> and we know is, he's not gonna quit.
2: Uh, that's true. That's true. I'll never <laughs> quit. But uh, I do think there's some of us that are like the uh, the ambassadors of the game that yes. we should we should get rewarded yourself included.
0: Oh, well, thank you, Billy. Thank you. Um, and Billy, great job, uh, great stuff as always. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, buddy. All right, brother. Congratulations. All right. And, on and, the if, and if you're not already in the movement, follow at Real Billy Garcia on Twitter. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, not that fake Billy Garcia.
2: No, we no, need, no, we don't need him Billy again. Garcia. Love to
0: dominate. (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot, Billy.
2: You're welcome, brother.
0: All right. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. There you have it. That was the great Billy Garcia. And you knew once Candace showed up on this season that we had to get Billy Garcia in there. And thanks, Billy, to uh, jumping in. And helping us, and I like having a guest with me. I've done the voicemails by myself, and it's not as fun as having somebody else to uh, play off of. So, whenever Nicole's not here, I'm going to try to see if we can get somebody else to join me for the uh, second half of the show. So, we've got a lot of great stuff uh, coming up. The Rob has a podcast. Wings will continue to uh, expand. Is that right? I don't think that's the right metaphor, but whatever. So, we are going to begin the first ever. Walking Dead podcast, uh, Walking Dead recap, we're going to start doing those on Sunday nights at ten fifteen p.m. Eastern. We got a great response uh, with our Breaking Bad podcasts over the, this summer, so we want to try that as well. So I'm going to be doing those with Josh Wiggler, who's one of our bloggers, one of the great bloggers on RobHazelWebsite.com. So you could check out any of the blogs. Uh, we've got five people blogging about Survivor right now on com, and, of course, uh, Jessica blocking about The Amazing Race. So we've got plenty of daily blogs going up on the website. But Josh Wigler and I will be covering The Walking Dead on Sunday nights and we'll also create a separate Walking Dead only feed of Rob has a podcast as well. If you want to check that out and that is going to be on Sunday nights for the fall. And then on Monday nights, we'll be covering the amazing race and I'll be doing that with Jessica Lee. And we've got a great amazing race guest, uh, this week, last week we talked to Brooke and Claire from amazing race 17. You may know them best as the home shopping ladies, or as, uh, the ladies who, uh, where Claire was hit in the face with the watermelon we talked to them on Monday night, and then Max and Katie from this last past Amazing Race uh, from Buffalo, New York, uh, in, in upstate New York, my old stomping grounds, uh, they're going to be joining us at 10, 15 p.m. Eastern on Monday night to talk about the uh, next episode of The Amazing Race. And thanks again to everybody who is using our links for Amazon.com. We always appreciate it uh, when you do your shopping, going to RobHasAWebsite.com. Slash Amazon. And don't forget, they've got all the best Halloween stuff, uh, costumes, candy, decorations, everything you need for Halloween. You can get that as well and support the podcast by going to com slash Halloween. So uh, thank you guys uh, so much uh, for making it this far along into the podcast. We always appreciate it when you make it all the way to the end. Uh, It's going to be a fun season. I I really feel that way. It's been a a good quarter mark or so, so far, and I think it's only going to keep on getting better and really excited to be talking about it with you guys every week. So it's all part of the fun for me. So I hope you guys are enjoying it too. So have a great weekend, everybody, and uh, let me know always uh, what you think about the show. I love hearing from you guys in the comments and on Twitter. I'm at Rob Cisternino. So hope you guys all have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.